just briefly talk to God this morning as we go into our classes for Bible study. It will not just be a routine, but it will be a time of encounter and impartation in your life first, before that of your neighbor. Lord, our hearts are open unto you once again this morning. You have a purpose of gathering us, Lord, even as we've prayed in our prayers. That our character will begin to reflect your life. We pray, Lord, that you begin to do a new thing in, your, in our hearts this morning, even through your word. Circumcise our hearts. We rebuke every power that is not of you, that will rise in any way against us. Not to make this word fruitful in our lives. We decree that such power shall bring of no effect in the name of Jesus. Have your way, most excellent God. In Jesus' name we prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. I pray that God will help us. And remember, this is actually a Bible study, so all of us are expected to contribute. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. In Jesus' name we've prayed. And Lord, we thank you once again for this Bible study. Lord, as you've gathered us, we pray, Lord, that you minister to us. Speak to each and every one of us in the language that we'll understand. In Jesus' name we prayed. Amen. So we are looking at the life of three men. Gaius, Demetrius, and Diotrephes. These three men were mentioned in the book of Third John. So that is our topic. And our, third, our text is taken from Third John. Third John has only one chapter. So we are reading the whole chapter. So I'm starting from my right. We read uh, the book of Third John, our text for us. Third John... We are taking the whole chapter. Third John, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The elder to my dear friend Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Dear friend, I pray that you may enjoy good health and that all may go well with you, just as you are progressing spiritually. It gave me great joy when some believers came and testified about your faithfulness to the truth, telling how you continue to walk in them. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children are walking in the truth. Dear friend, you are my faithful. You are faithful in what you are doing for the brothers and sisters, even though they are strangers to you. They have told the church about your love. Please send them on their way in a manner that honors God. It was for the sake of the name that they went out, receiving no help from the pagans. We ought, therefore, to show hospitality to such people so that we may walk together for the truth. I wrote to the church, but Diotrephes, who loves to be the first, will not welcome us. So when I come, I will call attention to what he is doing, spreading malicious nonsense about us. Not satisfied with that, he even refuses to welcome other believers. He also stops those who want to do so and puts them out of the church. Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil but what is good. Anyone who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. Demetrius, who is well spoken of by everyone and even by the truth itself, we also speak well of him and you know that all our testimonies are true. I have much to write to you, but I do not want to do so with pen and ink. I hope to see you soon and we will talk face to face. Peace to you, the friends here send their greeting. Greet the friends there by name. 
Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Okay, give to the next person. Read our introduction for us. The, the book of uh, Three John focuses on practical Christianity with um, highlights on our reputation before God and man. So uh, our reputation, our reputation evaluates our character, integrity, and stance. It may be good or bad, positive or negative. God, God. He expects us to live according to the world's standard and, and, and not the world's standard. Our, our lives should encourage and stir up faith in others, ma- making the weak strong. As we extract our lives in, in the light of the world, we, we will consider three men, Gaius, the, the commendable Christian, the Trophens, the, the consented Christian, and then Demetrius, the considered Christian, pray, pray, and put to practice every decision taken. Praise the Lord. Okay, so all of us we have the outline, and that is our introduction. Just maybe one or two persons can you help us. Just a highlight from our introduction, and then our text to give us a guide into the study. Just what you understand from the introduction and or the text. In line with our team in the church. Remember, this is actually a Bible study, so if you don't answer, I will point at you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think um, the, the passage we read explains it all. And when you look at the second, uh, second paragraph of uh, our introduction, it tried to explain to us the life of each of these. Uh, men that we are going to extray their lives. So, um, what is important to note here is that we are expected to live a, a word, word, I mean W-O-R-D, a word standard life. We are not meant to live a um, worldly standard life. So we are expected to be consistent as Christians in our work with God and in our work with our, our fellow human beings. And we are also expected to show the light from where we read. We were meant to understand that um, Gales was a commendable Christian, which means we are meant to be commendable. Even when you are not there, people should be able to say that there is something different about this fellow as a child of God. Then the second person was a consistent Christian. It's obvious that he is trying to cause confusion in the body of Christ. And we are not expected to live that kind of life. He wasn't welcoming according to where we read. And finally, um, Demetrius, the consistent Christian from where we read. So we are meant to be consistent. We should live our lives in such a way that people will look at us and say, okay, to be a Christian is what." Um, venturing into praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. God bless you. Do you still want to say something? Okay, just one more person only. Okay. Just very brief. Here is um, the life standard. Okay. So there is the kind of life God expected of us to live. It's not just the Christianity we are talking about now, it's beyond carrying Bible everywhere. It's your character that the world are looking up to. How do you speak? How do you dress? How do you relate with people? So, the Lord is urging us, this Bible study is urging us to be careful of how we live our lives because that's what the world are looking up to. 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you so much for the contributions on the introduction. It's very clear. The three persons mentioned there were actually in the same church. Okay, but their lifestyles are not the same. People are looking at us, and it's God's expectation that we should live not according to the standard of my church or the standard of the Christian around me, but according to the standard of the Word of God. So even if in the church there are people that their lives are not pleasing to God, I shouldn't copy them. What should be my standard and pattern of living should be the Word of God. I pray that God will help us as we go into the study. Let's go to the, next, the first question. How will you describe the relationship of Gaius with other believers? Our text, we are taking verse 1, 3, and 3 to 6, our sister. And then the next person, you read Romans chapter 16, verse 23. How will you describe the relationship of Gaius with other believers? Okay. Third John verse 1 says, The elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Amen. No, read then verse okay. 3 to 6. Okay, 3 to 6. 3 says, For I rejoiced greatly when the brethren came, and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Beloved, thou doest faithfully, whatsoever thou doest, does it to the brethren and to the strangers, which have borne witness of thy charity before the church, whom if thou bring forward on their journey. After a godly sort, thou shalt do well. Amen. Romans chapter 16, 23. Romans 16, 23. Gaius, whose hospitality I and the whole church here enjoy, send you his greetings. Erastus, who is the city's, city's director of public works, and our brother, Paul, sends their greetings. Okay, so how will you describe the relationship of Gaius with other believers? Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I think from Romans uh, 16.23, is a hospitable person. He is the person that is able to accommodate his fellow brethren. You understand? And we all know what it means to be hospitable. So as a Christian, um, he was, his relationship with other believers was uh, being to be able to accommodate everybody, um, encourage the brethren, those that maybe be, might be trying to maybe go astray, he would maybe talk to them and try to accommodate everybody as Christians. Alright, God bless you. Okay, yes, thank you. Praise the Lord. From where I read, God John says, verse 4 said, he walked in truth. He was a truthful person. Like, we live in the world these days that they call it, everybody have their own truths. But biblically speaking, it was testified of him that he walks in truth. So he was a very truthful person, not just to his brethren alone, but also to strangers. So they can really testify of him that he is a beloved brother, he's truthful. And the testimonies were everywhere for everyone that was around him. Praise the okay, Lord. Okay, hallelujah. God bless you. Yes, uh, one more person here. Hallelujah. Amen. So I can say from here we read that the relationship of Gaius with other believers is that of um, love, brotherly love, mutual understanding. And then 
you know, this kind of love is not something that the natural man can actually exhibit. It's what the Spirit of God in us helps us to exhibit. In the sense that, in the sense that it, is, it is not even to the degree at which he is, or they are known to him. Because most of them are strangers. People that they have not seen, not pagans actually, but they are strangers. People that have, he has not seen, he has not met before. So these people actually might, in my own um, opinion, they might be missionaries. That in the sense that once they come around, he will be hospitable enough, he will be caring enough based on the love he has and which has been as a result of the Holy Spirit in him. So his relationship with these believers is that of love, agape love. It's not um, conditional at all. So, hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Okay. Any other one? Okay. So, we'll see from this place the kind of relationship because we need to understand these persons. How do they relate with other members in the church? He was not just a beloved brother. He was a well-beloved brother. If you go to... The, okay. Okay. Just briefly. Yes. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Speak so that we can hear you. Praise oh. the Lord. Hallelujah. From that Romans 16 and that 23, there's something my version says. Okay. Gaius says to say hello to you for him. I am his guest and the church meets here in his house. So, he, his own home, eh, he just gave he just allowed the church to be meeting. So they were fellowshipping in his house. So these are very wonderful attributes we can find in him. Alright, thank you, ma. So we'll see the kind of person. Okay? It was a cordial relationship. And the thing there is not just he loves a group of people. Or maybe he lives peacefully with uh, his superiors and their subordinates would be another kind of love altogether. To everybody, he accommodated everybody. You know, at times, eh, it would be very easy to show love to our chaplains and then other members of the church that you don't know. They can do whatever they like. But for this man, it was not so. As the superiors were giving testimony about him, so were the subordinates also giving testimony about him. The same consistent type of testimony that he accommodated everybody. So, and that was the kind, that's the kind of relationship that God is expecting of us. Our introduction is said that we are talking about practical Christianity. It's no longer what is written. And remember, the essence of this Bible study is for us that our lives will begin to reflect the character of Christ. So he was such a beloved brother who related well with every member of the fellowship in the church. It's not so people from his town, people from his state, to as far as you are in the body of Christ, he showed love to every one of them. In the book of Romans, he said that his house was actually a meeting place. He holds them. If you are traveling and you get stranded on the way, you still know that at least there's a place to lay down my head. Praise the Lord. So he was such a very good person that accommodated everybody. And the question for us is, are you consistent in any virtue? In all churches and believers you encounter, is a question you ask yourself, how do you accommodate others, other members of the church? If there are areas that you are found wanting, let's have those areas corrected. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the next question. Identify the things commended in Gaius. So we've seen Gaius, 
the kind of relationship we want to look deeply into his life what are some of those things that were commended in his life so we are looking at verse 1 to 8 of third john yes the next person read for us third john third john 1 to 8 from verse 1 to 8 Gaius, whom i truly love dear friend i am praying that all is well with you and that your body is as healthy as i know your soul is some of the brothers traveling by by have made have made me very happy by telling me that your life stays clean and true and that you are living by the standards of the gospel i could have no greater joy than to hear such things about my children dear friend you are doing a good work for god in taking care of the traveling teachers and missionaries who are passing through they have told the church here of your friendship and your loving deeds i am glad when you send them on their way with a generous gift for they are traveling for the lord and take neither food clothing shelter nor money from those who are not christians even though they have preached to them so we ourselves should take care of them in order that we may we may become partners with them in the lord's work praise the lord okay so can we identify the things that were commended in the life of gaius okay yes praise the lord hallelujah you look at uh, 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 john you see that um gaius was able to accommodate missionaries i think it's something that it's kind of difficult in this our current time to see somebody even if he or she is a christian and be able to like accommodate accommodate this person like maybe take care of the person because of maybe you don't even trust issues and all of this but he was not looking at all those things he was being hospitable enough to accommodate anybody if you're feeling if you feel stranded if you if you cannot make it along the line he accommodates you and it's a commendable thing all right his life god bless you okay yes somebody at the back oh sorry um, okay ma okay sir go, go ahead sorry please from um, what I can observe, what I can, what I can see from the, the places uh, we, read, we asked to read, to read, that's verse 1 to 8. The work rate of uh, the man called Gaius, I think is total. Doesn't, the, the way the man behaves, everything he's doing is total. He doesn't have any room for any reservation. Whatever he wants to do, he's straight, he's focused, and uh, he's determined to do whatever he wants to do without putting anything behind. That is why the, uh, the Bible says uh, he's so hospitable he can he receive people here and there and do a lot of things without looking here and there unlike uh, if you want to read other uh, the social verses unlike the character of uh, the, the, the other man they call um, um Diotrophis. Diotrophis. his character is a complete opposite of uh, the character of that very one that one maybe when we, go, when we get to that very plan we now see a lot of things that makes that man outstanding i mean the man um, uh, Gaius, he's so outstanding everything he's doing. And uh, we are being enjoyed to begin to do practice the same thing the man is doing. If we want to say we are, uh, we are uh, uh, 
practicing Christianity because the word there is consistent. If you want to be, do something that will help, be helpful to all of us, we should try to emulate character the way it is. That's the way I see it. God bless you, sir. Okay. Yes, ma. At the back. Ma, just hold on. Okay. Praise the Lord. Yes, ma. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We can see that the guys showed hospitality not just to Christians, okay, but also to strangers. Was able to take them in, and there, the Bible said that he made his faith visible, visible to all, both to the people around and then to people coming in to Christianity. And when we look from my own version, Message Bible, verse uh, four, there it said. When Paul was commending him, said he diligently walked in the way of truth. So he wasn't doing it as showman. Let people know that I can do this. And he was accepted around. But he was actually living out his faith diligently, serving the Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. Just as we take more contribution, let's take the second part together also. Are these attributes, just as you comment, are these attributes common among believers today? And then give reasons for your answer. Okay, let's continue. The attributes and then are they common? If then give reasons for your answer. Yes, continue. Where, where I want to contribute is uh, from the beginning of that place, the way John commended him at first. John was not in doubt of his spiritual yeah. state. If you notice, it was, uh, he was like, uh, I, I, I hope your physical state it's as good as the way your spiritual life is. So there was no doubt about his spiritual state, his life. That was it. And again, from down there he says, he stays clean and true. So in him, this aspect of truth, you know, is in him. And he stays clean. Clean means he does not dent himself with, uh, with uh, worldly lives, with uh, the things of the world. Then, coming to your question, what's that your question again? Is that, <laughs> are these attributes common among believers today? Okay, the and give reasons for your answer. The attributes, the attributes, uh, well, if I may say, is not all that common among believers. Why do you think so? And why I think so is that, well, it depends on relationship. Okay. One, the extent of one's relationship with God matters a lot. And I want to say that uh, those men of the old, you know, they were so close to God. And I don't know exactly whether the things of the world, people are choked up by things of the world, activity of the world. That's why, but there are still people who are still serving the Lord the way those men of the old did. Okay, God bless you. Yes, okay. I think this is uh, what to do with the issue okay. of a uh, class issue. Class issue. Class issue. The, the way people behave these days, this people is not of the same class with me. That is it. That's why it's not common. Okay. People cannot bend down and do the obvious things. They, they, they begin to, uh, they, they, they level that seen themselves. I'm not the same class with this person. I cannot relate to him. I think that, that's, that plays a very important role here. Okay, okay. Praise the Lord. Yes, we are going to take more contributions. Okay, ma, you have the mic now. Contribute Praise then after our brother. While some attributes still remain common, others are not. Some attributes like being faithful, being committed to the work, work of God. 
Okay, showing love and kindness to other believers, you can still have it now. We still see it amongst believers. But then, some attributes like hospitality. We all know the times that we are in. Insecurity, lack of trust. You bring in someone, someone says, I'm stranded, brother, help me. Sister, help me. And the person robs you. So it actually casts doubts. And people have started withdrawing. Even if you see someone on the road, this good Samaritan thing, I wonder how many believers still do it today. Except they are actually fully led and convinced that they are led by God, that this person actually needs help. People don't stop these days to help people. You know, it's because of the times we are in now. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you, man. Yes. Okay, then, okay. Who else? I think some of that person. What? Someone, okay. Yes, man. Well, um, just to add to what she has said, obviously, um, to help people now is very difficult. But I think what we need to do as believers is to always engage. They are trying to hear you speak out. Is to always engage the Holy Spirit. It's very essential. Let me tell us. Without the Holy Spirit, we cannot survive in this generation. It is the Holy Spirit that will minister to you, especially when you are open to Him. He will minister to you even without the person coming to you. The Spirit of God will tell you, this person needs this, this person needs that. It is doable. It is obtainable in this dispensation that we are in. But I think the problem most of our believers have is that we are not committed. Most of us are not committed. If you are committed to what we believe in, just like what we have read today, I think we will feel the pulse of one another. We will feel the needs of people around us. And we will be able to exhibit consistency in our faith, showing hospitality according to the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's very essential. Because God loves us so much and He has given us that love. He, the Word of God said that His love is shed abroad in our hearts. So it should be our lifestyle. Okay. It should be our lifestyle to show love, to be consistent. And again, it's also important for us to fellowship. When we come together to fellowship, we encourage one another. By that encouragement, you'll be able to encourage one to be consistent. You encourage one to stand out in the faith. You encourage one to show love. Somebody may be losing it because of challenges or the experiences the person has had. But when we come together as, as, as a body, we can be able to encourage one another to continue in the work of faith that we are called into. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. Well, just uh, briefly. Okay. Briefly. Um, <laughs> still on the same question. Question 2A. So it's actually one of the striking things about what was commended about Dios was the fact that, according to verse 3 and verse 5, was the fact that he has remained faithful, walking in the truth. So the truth here can actually entails, it's, it may entails um, walking according to the dictates of Christ, or maybe according to, the, according to the gospel of Christ. So he has been consistent, he has been faithful, regardless of the excuses, the distractions actually, he has been consistent. And then the second thing again was, the fact that he has been faithful in what he is doing. So now the question might be, what have we been doing in the body of Christ? So it might be that you have been an usher. Have you been ushering where? Have you been faithful in what you are doing? So you might be in the outreach unit. Have you been 
faithful in that same service you are giving to God. So this same person called Gaius has been faithful in doing what he did. So what has he been doing? What was his duty or what did he find himself doing was the fact that he is hospitable. He takes care of um, believers. Maybe I, I call these people missionaries because there might not be people that are around him. Okay. There might be people that comes and go and comes and go. So regardless of, if, you see, sometimes I, I see this guy not being biased based on what you discussed earlier. He's not concerned about whether you are a male or you're a female, you are poor or you are rich, you have high, you are of high standard or not. He sees everyone as being equal in the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Uh, okay, 30 seconds. Hello. Hallelujah. I wanted to say what our mommy said before. Okay. So, assuming this question said, do these attributes exist among Christians today? I wouldn't have made this comment. But for the fact that he said believers, you know, every, almost everybody believes in Jesus Christ, but they are not Christians. As some attributes I saw in, in our, our guy, what in Gaius, they said he walked in the truth. And the, the people he helped testified of his love. So that's the two things that may hinder most believers here from doing what he did. If you don't walk in the truth, there is no way you can accommodate another person to your house, to your home. You know the home is where the sea finish happens. Like when you leave the church, you come to your house, and especially bringing somebody from the church, as you understand? If you don't walk in the truth, there is no way somebody can testify of your love. So believers today, most believers, not all believers, sorry, most believers who do not walk in the truth, they would not be comfortable. For, for example, now, I, am, I own a, a club. I go to club. Imagine me bringing my brethren from the church who has had a high, high, high standard of me to my house. And then he sees the other kind of lifestyle I do. It will not be comfortable for me. Okay. And he will not be able to testify of me in the church. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. Please, we won't be able to take much. We don't have much time. Please. Okay, we, we really have much to talk about. Unfortunately, we are constrained by time. We see characteristics and attributes commended. We've talked about all of them. This was a man that lived spiritually. His other, other aspects of his life were actually being compared to his spiritual life. John was saying, see, I wish your academic life would be as good as your spiritual life. Your health, let it be as healthy as your spiritual life, your prosperity in your business. Unlike what we see in our shots, we are being told if your spirituality can be at least half of the commitment you give to your work. But for John, it was the other way around. His spiritual life was so sound that there was no doubt about it. And he lived, he walked by the truth. Not just saying, we've talked about that, it's not let me please anybody. Because I'm before Christians, I'm before people that know me. No. He walked by truth. He served faithfully. Whatever is handed over to him, he, he is sure to deliver well. And then we saw that he was hospitable. He ministered generously to the brethren. And these are some of the attributes mentioned here. We've talked about whether they are common or not among us today and the reasons for that somebody was saying something on friday 
she said the lady actually that as long as she is alive she will never be a guarantor to anybody and that was because of experience she had and that may also be something that may be keeping other persons because of bad past bad experiences fears our sister talked about insecurity worldliness and many other issues but also let's know that these issues were also there in short brethren were also defrauding brethren then but yet they stood by the faith praise the lord i pray that god will help us are you giving support to any kind of missionaries any kind of support financially prayerfully otherwise we are meant to support our brother kept using the word missionaries it's not just people in the church let's as much as possible try to support i pray that god will help us let's go to the question three let's come over to this side we read how vital are faithfulness hospitality and truth in our service to god starting from our sister read matthew chapter 24 45 to 46 the next person matthew chapter 25 35 38 and 40. the next person john 4 23 to 24 and then next psalm 51 6. please let's be fast matthew 24 45 to 46 who then is the faithful and wise servant whom the master has put in charge of the servants in his household to give them their food at the at the proper time verse 46 it will be good for that servant whose master finds him doing doing so when he returns praise the lord hallelujah 35 for i was hungry and you fed me i was thirsty and you gave me a drink i was a stranger and you invited me into your home 38 or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing 40 and the king will say I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of these my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Okay, yes, John chapter 4, 23 to 24. John chapter 4, um, verse 23 and 24. 23 says, But a time is coming, and it is already here. Even now, the true worshippers are being led by the Spirit to worship the Father according to the truth. These are these are the ones the Father is seeking to to worship Him. Twenty four. God is spirit, and those who worship God must be led by the Spirit to worship Him according to the truth. Psalm fifty one six. Psalm 51 verse 6 Yet you desired faithfulness even in the womb. You taught me wisdom in that secret place. Okay. So, how vital are faithfulness, hospitality and truth in our service to God? Okay. Yes. How important are these attributes? We've seen them in the life of uh, Gaius. Now, in the church today, how important are they in our service to God? Okay. 
Okay, if you've not answered any question, can you raise up your hand? Okay, give to our brother. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, you know, the scripture said something that um, when I was thirsty, you gave me what to drink. Okay. And when I was homeless, you gave me, you brought me in. And the Lord was saying that when you are doing those things to one another, you are actually doing it to me. And so this these attributes are very important because they are a direct reflection of your relationship with God. Okay. And they build your relationship with God. Because you could see that Jesus himself involved himself in the goodness you are doing to the other, the other person. And so when you keep doing these things and when your when your lifestyle keep going like this, the Lord Jesus keep drawing close to you. Because these things are very important because they build your relationship with relationship with man. Because Jesus involved himself personally in this attribute, in this attitude of yours towards one another. But he's saying that when you are not doing these things, he said, you are rejecting me. I was in the prison, you did not come and see me. So you see how he's removing the person you treated like that and putting himself inside. Substituting himself with the, the person you rejected. So your relationship with God keeps drawing, keeps getting lean and lean. And lean, and then I just want to make a disclaimer. You know these things; these things are very sensitive matters. Like, for instance, if you cannot go to prison and visit them, give them something to eat. If you can't, if you can't accommodate them in your house, give them something to drink. Visit them. God is not hard to please. There must be something in your life that you are doing to show that God, I love you, even though I'm not strong in doing these aspects. Praise God. Hallelujah. God bless you. Just one more contribution. Okay, our sister, down. Amen. God. You know, the question is how vital, how important our, our faithfulness, me, you, we that is here because that's from verse that um, question number two where he's talking about our attributes is it is it common among believers i was thinking believers we are not far we that are here we are the believers how common is my hospitality how vital is my service how vital how important is very very important because in that um John chapter 4 verse uh, 23 to 24 where Jesus is talking about true worshippers. He wants us to worship him in truth. And he's actually seeking me and you. You know, to show hospitality is not only seeing a priest. It's not, some people are very good in helping priests because I see not you know, but showing Hospitality is maybe somebody may be passing. It may be something may drop in your heart. Only a you. You may see the person. You your something may tell you. Give something to this person. And you'll be like, gonji. But when you bring out from what you have, you must not buy much. So sin take 
I just let you give you this. You are showing hospitality. And you must not buy many things to help people, but giving alms to people, those that we are led. So God is actually seeking us to, to know that this service, our service, our faithfulness and our hospitality is very, very important to the kingdom. Praise Hallelujah. So praise the Lord. Uh, because of our time, we have one more question to take question for, and we have less than just a few minutes to go. So these things are so fundamental to our work with God. They reveal, you see, they reveal how God measures our services and the heart of our service. It's not just worshipping, but what heart is that heart worship coming out from? It's faithfulness. They are essential requirement, criteria for anyone that wants to serve God. One of the passages we didn't read there is First Corinthians chapter 4 verse 2 to say that it is required in stewardship that a man be found faithful. So if I must serve God, it's not just walking about, running around, everybody seeing that I'm sweating. What heart am I doing it faithfully? And our brother said that we have many things we are doing in the house of God. How are we handling them? I pray that God will help us. We need to write and make some, how we are going to put into practice some of these things we are talking about this year. Now let's go to the last question. I want to look at the life of Diotrephes. Let's read verse 9 to 10 of our passage. And then when you read, we point out those things that we are condemnable in his life. Praise the Lord. I wrote unto the church, but the, 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 I, I wrote unto the church, but the, the, the trophy, who loveth to have the, the primacy among them, remembered Remembered as remembers not. Wherefore, if I come, I will remember his deed. I will remember his deed which he doeth, parenting against us with malicious words and for and for content therewith. Okay. That's verse. Stop at verse ten. Uh, receive, receive the the brethren and the forbid and forbidden them that my eyeglasses. Then the words and the and casted and casted them out of the. Church. Praise, Praise the Lord. Lord. Okay, yeah. so can we point out some of those things that were condemnable in the life of Diotrephes? Okay? Someone wants to answer you. Yeah? Diotrephes was um, a gossiper. There are some, some, some people that will come to church to be like um, a kind of stumbling block. You don't want to move. You don't want another to move. You will just be gossiping, criticizing. So, uh, Deuterophis was that kind of person. 
he was there gossiping, gossiping around, okay. telling about, talking about Christians, you know, talking bad about them. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And yes. it's still happening. Okay. Just point out and give to the next person. Okay. Another point is that um, he's not hospitable. He's not hospitable. He's not okay. Hospitable. And uh, even those that want to do good, he stops them from doing the right thing. God bless you. Okay, man. I think another point was. Sorry. Just my yes. Okay. Not just that he was not hospitable, he was also discouraging others. Yes. Who wants to be hospitable, not to be hospitable. But we also want to know that he was very active in the church too. Yeah. <laughs> Another point was okay. my, my, my version. It says he was putting himself first. So he was selfish, he was self-centered. He, okay, he will want to be seen around. Yes. You are raising up your hands. This one said... Sorry, sorry. Proud. He, 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 my own version says he's proud. He's proud. Okay. Yes, mommy. Okay. Okay. He 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 refused to have anything to do with other spiritual leaders. I guess that's an attribute of pride too. And then trying to excommunicate other people. If you don't believe in what I'm saying, out. If you don't like how we do it, it here, go outside. You know, trying to show so much authority and power without trying to be humble. You know, to see how to lead people to Christ. He was not interested in soul winning. He was actually interested in authority and power and exerting it onto others. Praise the Lord. Okay. Um We'll, we'll look at, we'll read the next passage, Second Timothy. We'll just take Second Timothy chapter 3, 5 to 9. Second Timothy 3, 5 to 9. Okay. So, now we've seen the things connected. We want to see other Deuterophys-like character from that place. Read. Okay, Second Timothy 3, 5 to 9. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. Have nothing to do with such people. They are the kind who warm their way into homes and gain control over gullible women who are loaded down with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning but never able to come to a knowledge of the truth. Just as Jenny's and Jebres oppose Moses, so also these teachers oppose the truth. They are men of depraved minds who as far as the faith is consigned are rejected. But they, are, but they will not get very far because as in the case of those men, their folly will be clear to everyone. Okay. So, can we point out, stay from this place, other characters that were like that of Diotrephes? Yes, Paul. Yes, he's raising up his hands. Okay, opposing the truth, yes. Someone is behind you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay, another thing I could see is that these people are people that are grounded in the church system. Always there, always learning. But they are never changing. But there are those people that you see that they are, they are always around, but they are never growing, they are never changing. 
Hallelujah. Okay. They're always around. You always see them in the church doing things, but they are not changing. And one of the things that actually caught my attention in the same church, Gaius, Jotrif is in the same church. Okay. And he has his own group, very prominent member of the church. Because if he was not that prominent, he wouldn't even be recognized. He wants to be seen. And then from the place we read in Second Timothy, said that having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, you see the person on your brother. But then inwardly, and that is also contradicts the life of uh, Gaius that lived in truth in deep in his life. He denies the power thereof. He wants to be seen. He's envious, he's proud. Still in the same church. I pray that God will help us. Now, instead of this kind of lifestyle of Diotrephes, what is expected of us? Let's look at verse 11 of our text. And then Hebrews chapter 11, 1 to 3. As we get ready to pray, yes? Dear friend, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. Anyone who does, who does what is good is from God. Anyone who does what is evil has not seen God. Okay, yes, Hebrews chapter 13, 1 to 3. Yeah. yeah, someone is reading here, okay. Verse 3. Remember those in prison as if you were there. We are, you were their fellow prisoners. And those who are ill as if you yourself were suffering. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, what is expected of us instead from these passages we read? That's all done. You need them. We are expected to at all times oppose evil instead of imitating evil and then doing the right thing. Okay, we are expected to do the right thing and oppose evil. Yes, our sister wants to contribute. We are expected to be hospitable. Praise me. We are expected to be hospitable, notwithstanding how bad the society is. It's still God's expectation on us. Praise the Lord. Any other one as to pray? So, in the church it says, please, don't follow what is evil. Whether it's coming from a very highly placed person, at times how people live their lives is how they've seen another member of the church in that prominent how the person is living and then they just copy that, not what the Bible is saying. Okay, we are not expected to copy what is evil, but we are to follow what is good. Let's show hospitality, let brotherly love continue. Not sessional love, not the love of this state and people from my town. No, let the brotherly love continue and God will help us. And if the other place we didn't read, the book of Matthew chapter 20, is talking about being a servant. Okay, not always try to be seen. Let it be seen that I'm the one doing this. I witness. Okay, do it still knowing that you are pleasing God. I pray that God will help us. On Wednesday, we are going to conclude this Bible study and we pray that all of us will be around. Who are you imitating in life and ministry? Okay? People are imitating you and you are also possibly looking up to someone else. The person you are looking up to, make sure that the person is following Christ and also your lifestyle should also be an example for others following you. In conclusion, 
Chaspojo wrote, the eagle-eyed ward acts as a policeman for the church. He becomes a watchdog over the sheep, backing furiously as one goes astray. Be careful of your private lives. And I believe your public life will be sure to be right. But remember that it is upon your public life that the verdict of the world will very much depend. The life you live should be the evidence of your belief. Let your life be a reflection of Christ, both within and outside the church. Let us pray. Oh, pray for us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We, we still don't deserve your love. And then we ask that your mercy, as you have heard your word, we become a light into our hearts in the name of Jesus. Amen. Help us, O oh Lord, to live the life of Gaius, who is actually hospitable, who follows the truth, who is faithful in his service towards you, but not the life of Demetrius, Demetrius, who actually has lived a life of rebellion against you and a life of disobedience. We ask henceforth that your spirit will lead us into all things. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. How many of us are blessed from the Bible study? How many of us are not blessed? Remember, Gaius walked in truth. If you are not blessed, can you raise up your hand? We thank God for the Bible study and we say we are lucky looking at practical Christianity considering the life of three men, Gaius, Demetrius, and Diotrophes. And these are people that were in the same church. But their lifestyle were not the same. We are asked about some questions about their lives. We looked at Gaius and considered the kind of relationship that existed between him and other believers. It was so cordial and that was a love that shown, was shown to everybody. Not the love that was shown to prominent members of the church the priests in our class we know that we noted that it was not it won't be difficult for you to do good things to our priests but there are other members of the church they can go to welfare and sort their issues out but for chaos it was so to everybody the superiors the subordinates were commending him and we discover things commended in his life he lives spiritually John said, see, Gaius, I pray that you prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. The spiritual life of this man was so good that other aspects of his life were being compared to that spiritual life. When we begin to look at some of us, our other, other aspects of our lives are so good. We are doing well in business, but our spiritual life is nothing to write home about. And that was not the same with Gaius. In short, John was saying, see, let your business, let your health prosper also because I know you spiritually, you are doing so well. And no wonder he was able to live faithfully. He served faithfully, he lived by the truth. He wasn't trying to please anybody and he was hospitable. He ministered generously to everybody coming around him because first of all, his spiritual life was sound. And if we don't have that settled, your life as a Christian, how is it? If it's not good enough, then all the things we are talking about may not be very easy for you. 
And also, we also discovered that key three things, faithfulness, hospitality, and truth, we are seen in this life. And we are meant to know that for us as Christians, they are so fundamental and basic in our service to God. They are a measure of how good our services are to God. They have eternal consequences. You say, on the last day, you say that, okay, see, you saw me, you didn't visit me in the prison. I was in prison. You didn't visit me. You didn't give me arms. So they are so important. And Bible will say that it is required in stewardship that a man be found faithful. So if you are looking for essential criteria, qualification in your CV for your service for God, God will be looking for faithfulness. And if it's not there, it means that you are not qualified. And if you are serving, that service will work nothing in the kingdom of God. Does God require our worship? Yes, He desires our worship. But if it's not coming from a genuine heart, if it's not from coming from a truthful heart, that worship may not be acceptable to God. See, human beings, we have different ways of measuring our services, our worship in the house of God. But for God, He's looking at the heart behind our worship. How is your heart? Is it acceptable to God? Has it been circumcised? Is it what the heaven will say? Yes, this is the kind of service that is acceptable unto me. And for Diotrephes, we see all kinds of things in his life. He's someone that wants to be seen. I service. He's proud. He is everywhere in the church. You always see him walking. But those things he, he was doing, it's not because of God, but because he wants to be seen. He wants to be proud. Preeminent. He wanted people to give him roles. He was causing division. This is for us in the same church. And what is your role in the church? How is your life? What decision are you making? The last question we answered says, what decision are you making? What is expected of us? God's expectation of us is that we don't copy evil. Jotrephus will be in the church. He will be a very prominent member. You may easily wish to copy him because he's doing well. He possibly can preach very well. But the Bible says, even though he is well placed, he's a very strong member of the church. Don't copy him. Don't live according to the standard of people. Don't live by the standard of your church. Our introduction will say, live by the world standard, the standard of the word of God. So even if a member of the church is doing that, but it's not in accordance to the standard of the word of God, God's expectation is that we say no to that. Many things could make you, could discourage you from showing love to others. Bad experiences. People may have offended you so much in the church. People may have promised you and they failed. You may have heartbreak. You may have given money to people and they fail to return it and you take a decision. I will never do good again. Don't be discouraged. That is our theme. And God's expectation, even though all these things are still there, in the book of Hebrews chapter 13, it says, let brotherly love continue. During the time that this passage was written, do they have discouragement? Yes. But even at that, God says, let brotherly love continue. What decision are you taking out from here? Remember, this Bible study continues. And by Wednesday, we are going to be looking at the life of another man and see how it relates to our lives. I pray that God will help us. Are you making a decision that as you live here today, from here in the church, in your house, wherever you see yourself, your life will begin to reflect the life of Christ. Bow down your heads as you begin to pray. Can you talk to God? 
A songwriter says, let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. Can this be your prayer? God, let the lifestyle of Jesus be seen in me. Wherever I may see myself, may my Christianity not just be by the mouth. Let people see me, but inwardly, nothing there to show. Are you making a decision that as from today, I'm going to live for God? I've been living in hypocrisy. I'm living in unrighteousness. I don't want people to know the truth of the kind of life I'm living. But today you are making a decision and saying, God, I'm going to live for you. My life will begin to reflect the life of Christ. Can this be your prayer? In Jesus' name we prayed. And Father, we thank you for this study. Thank you for as many that are making this decision to live for you. Starting with developing a sound, spiritual, consistent life. We pray, Lord, that such a decision will stand firm even to the end. Lord, as many of us that may have been discouraged because of experiences of the past, we pray, Lord, that by the virtue of your word to us, that there will be a fresh decision to renew their love for you and for the brethren. In Jesus' name, be that highly exalted, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord,